Hi, I'm Liz Tapia. And I'm Brian Ziegler from the band Dark Beauty. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Freeform Free Rock Podcast. Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to another edition of the I Can't Hear You Podcast starring Lee. Lee, I can't hear you. Um, the worst man. <laughs> the worst man. The worst man. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, all right. We got a special guest on here today and uh, he picked the album. <laughs> The Fix reached the beach, and what's up, Mr. Paul Corn? Hey, nothing, man. It's uh, 17 degrees in Oklahoma, and uh, so I'm out here in my garage just hanging out with you guys. Oh, shit. Oh, right on. 17 degrees? Yeah. We're supposed to get, like, uh, they said up to 15 inches of snow, which is unheard of for us, but uh, they said it's oh, supposed man. to come in all weekend. Where, where was that again? Where were you again? Uh, uh, a little town called Marlowe, Oklahoma. About uh, Oh, Okay. Yeah, about um, an hour, hour south of Oklahoma City. I'm, I'm like, um, wow, I'm in New York. We're right. not that much with the with the um, snow, but we have some snow, and we do have between, depending upon what app I use, we're either minus one degree or we're 30 degrees. <laughs> But yeah. but, but we, we, I we think definitely I, have gotten eight degrees before. Oh yeah, I think this weekend uh, one of the lows is two degrees. So yeah. I'll probably just oh, stay in the okay. house. Shit, it's sixty three and raining. I kind of like the cold weather. <laughs> hey Mark, we're not we're not talking to you about weather, okay? <laughs> I said that's all I wanted. I like say. the rain now, but now it's sunny. <laughs> we had lots of rain in the morning, and now it's all sunny and clear. Wow. Yeah. I've seen sun and I've seen rain. I've seen frozen popsicles on my body. Oh God! Please get that out of my head now. Oh, okay, oh okay. God! Frozen hey, popsicles you on those, your body. Send those pictures to me. No. Send those to me. Private message. Oh okay? God! <laughs> oh boy, Lee, that was a good one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, man. So, how's your week been, Lee? Um, it's been okay. I, um, well, some, some sad news is that Chick Corea died. He was, um, a jazz musician who was one of my very favorites. And so that kind of bummed me out. But I'll be able to listen to his music on, uh, you know, albums and whatever. I'm still able to listen to him. He was going to play in August in New Jersey, and I was thinking of seeing him. And now, I guess the fact that he died means he's not going to <laughs> perform. But, but I we're mean, laughing at know, that. <laughs> That's terrible. They might maybe they'll have a hologram do him and the oh, yeah. tour. Even that would almost that that would be okay. But yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, so that kind of bummed me out. But otherwise, I've been cooking food and watching shows 
of Master Chef on YouTube and you know having fun. So how's your week been, Paul? <laughs> uh, it's good, man. Uh, like I said, my my work is seasonal, so there's not a whole lot that happens in the winter. So I just stay home and just hang out. But uh, been doing some household projects. Uh, I spend a lot of time out here in the garage, just uh, puttering around like an old man. But uh, <laughs> just been just different projects. Hung some. Uh, yesterday was pretty exciting. I hung a uh, a light fixture in the bedroom. So I'm not trying to. That's not, that's a humble brag right there. But uh, that's been about the uh, highlight of my week until now. Well, at least you got got that to do. I I have like light bulbs, I guess that, and I don't know where to hang them. Yeah, <laughs> so, so at least you got somewhere to hang them. With yeah. me, all I've been doing is freaking listening to vinyl, watching Mission Impossible movies, and cleaning up dog shit. <laughs> and the litter, hey, hey, and cool. the litter box. <laughs> Hey, you said you said Mission Impossible movies twice there. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. That's dog shit. <laughs> oh God, damn! That was a good one. Hey. Hey, I love Tom. Cruise. I'll be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I was arguing on Facebook. Tell me an actor that's made as many blockbusters as him, as the big actors today. Nobody. And he's still making fucking movies that are fucking selling out everywhere. Yeah. I we, like Tom. Are you talking about Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yeah, I like Tom Cruise. I thought he was good in Rain Man. A lot of people didn't think that. I thought he was. Like uh, The Color of Money, fucking Top Gun, fucking Jerry Maguire, fucking uh, even the fucking small role he had in Tropic Thunder, man, Lou Gross, and that was hilarious. Risky Business, too. Oh, Risky Business is awesome. Hey, you know Rebecca De De Mornay's father was a local uh, television star here? Oh. Huh. He was a political yeah. activist, uh, well, back in the 80s, as Wally George. Wow. Yeah. Was that, was that, I, I know who he is. Is that her dad? That's her dad. Damn. I don't think he was happy. <laughs> I I wanna I wanna interview sometime Rebecca De Mornay. You guys just should to talk about her. You know how they go like Maury, they go Maury, Maury. Wally was the original <laughs> one. They were going Wally, Wally as he came yeah, out on, yeah, the, on the stage. And did you do you ever see the episode where he fought the Nazis? <laughs> He was interviewing. He was He was. interviewing Nazis, and they started fighting on stage. <laughs> Dang. He was the wow. original reality talk show man. <laughs> he, was, he, was he was before Morton. Was it Morton Downey Jr.? He, he was, was before, before him. all of them, man. There was no yeah. Sally Jesse Raphael or whatever she was back then. <laughs> no fucking. Yeah, it was Wally Raphael. Wally. He was on public yeah. access. Dude. Wally Jesse. And he always had the American flag and the, and the rocket behind him, yeah. <laughs> sitting in his desk. He's the original uh, Fox News conspiracy theorist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but yeah, he reminds I, me of on Fox News. I, I wanna, um, I wanna, well, I wanna meet Rebecca De Mornay, but I actually wanna at least you know talk to her. Yeah. Man, I'm, 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 I'm gonna say some stuff. I. If I keep going on, so maybe I shouldn't. Uh. <laughs> All right, man. I think we bored these people enough. Let's get into this album, which was released on uh, 
May 15th, 1983. Shit, I was like 12 when this came out. Uh, yeah. It's their second studio album by new wave band The Fix. It uh, reached number eight on the Billboard album chart, and the album is double platinum. Uh, and they had their biggest hit off this album was uh, One Thing Leads to Another, which is the title track of this song, which Lee Pitt. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's one thing leads to another by The Fix on the Freeform Rock Podcast. One Thing Leads to Another by The Fix. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? A great opening song and one of my favorite tracks. 
a great dance song at a party. Awesome. What did you think about it, Paul? I love this song, man. Um, I, the only reason I didn't pick it is because it's, you know, it's probably their biggest hit. Um, but the thing that appeals to me the most about this song right off the bat is that that little jangly guitar um, from Jamie West Orm. It's like it reminds me of, say, like, you know how Johnny Marr used to play with the Smiths, that yeah. little jangle pop in the, that just caught me from the beginning. When this album was released, I had not yet turned. I guess I would have been eight years old. And uh, the first album, Shuttered Room, I heard a song off that when I was maybe seven or eight. And it was the second song that I'd ever called a radio station to find out who it was, to find out who the band was. So I was familiar with The Fix. And then when they came out with this, it was just a, a huge deal. But that always grabbed me. Just that, I don't know, it kind of sounds like a, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like if you took two pieces of metal and kind of scraped them together. Just that little intro little bit. Like that, uh, it sounds like metal yeah. coming off each other. Yeah, so that grabbed me, and then from there, it was just, it was it. Great song. Yeah, this is classic as fuck. I grew up with this wow. band. MTV, saw them all over MTV. Local radio station, KROQ, Pasadena. Uh, this is a perfect mm. song, man. Rhythm is amazing, and size voice is just great. Yeah. And, and freaking, uh, first time I heard this on headphones, man. It fucking rules on headphones. Yeah. Oh headphones my. changes everything man god i need to listen to head well i've been listening since i've been doing this podcast i listen to albums on headphones now and uh i guess it gives me stuff i don't know <laughs> so i had to listen yeah. to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a it's a totally different world man when you um when you plug in the phones it's you get all this little studio stuff and little minor stuff you'll never hear just coming out of some speakers like it's like it's like rediscovering it for the first time yeah, Jim Jim Ladd here uh, was a DJ in LA. He used to do a, sh a segment called Headsets, where you, he wanted you to put headsets on and he'd play you all this music on, and he says you need to listen to this on headsets. That's a oh yeah, fucking great yeah. show. I think he still does it on classic vinyl on uh, uh, what is it, Sirius XM? He's on there now. Classic vinyl. Oh, cool. I think it's like three p.m. or something. I don't know. I've got a uh, I've got a playlist that is all it's called headphone experience and all uh -huh. it is is just it's just songs with little bits of stuff that you would never hear unless it's you know stuck it stuck to your head like that so I've I compile that as I go and as I hear something new I'll add it to that playlist but uh, it's pretty cool that's cool all right then we get to the uh, the next song the sign of fire which Paul picked so here's yeah. sign of fire on the freeform rock podcast.
was the sign of fire why'd you pick this track paul man i love that song um like i said i kind of skipped the uh the first leadoff song just because it's so so huge and everywhere and most people know it um but i think a lot of people when you come to the fix they're one of those bands that people write off as a one-hit wonder because that's the only song they know from them and they just weigh so much more but the, i thought that second song that sign of fire i thought it was the the perfect follow-up to the lead track um I just I like the lyrics. I don't know. I've I've studied them and tried to kind of get inside his head and figure out what he's talking about, but it's not real uh real clear. But even when I don't understand what his lyrics are, the way he phrases it and and kind of times everything, uh, it's it's one of those things. Just just the music, uh, the bass on it. Uh, it's one of the you know some of the fix songs don't even have bass on it. They use, use keyboards, but this one's actually got the bassist on it. But um, just all those things together, just kind of. It just when you step back and look at the track list, that's the one that rises to the top for me. What do you think about it, Lee? Um, if Paul hadn't have picked this, this is the one that I would have picked. Nice. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's very interesting, and even though it was played on MTV, it should have been an even bigger hit. Very, very grooving and a somewhat complex song. It wins my vote. Yeah, this yeah that's is, great. This is a one-two punch here, man. This song rules. Size vocals are amazing. Uh, and the last two songs, man, do not sound dated. Just a great album so far. It's like I right. can see new bands like playing this shit and it won't sound any different, you know? Yeah. Like you got the weekend sounding all like fucking the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Like, it's back. Everything that's old comes back. I just hope disco really never comes back, but 
Oh, gosh, yeah. That's a dark time. Oh, my God. I think the only disco band I like is uh, Chic because they were more fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's yeah. his uh, Nile Rodgers, man? That dude's crazy talented. Oh, Nile Rogers on Duran Duran Notorious. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He that dude was that. everywhere, man. Yeah, he produced that album. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, then we get to the next song, Running, which none of you picked. So what do you think about this one, um, Paul? Uh, I like running. Um, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely not my least favorite. Um, but it's it's kind of I don't consider it filler. I think uh, I think you start off good with one thing leads to another. I think it stays even with Sign of Fire, but I think it drops just a little bit to running, but still a, a fantastic song. It's a little fast paced for me. Maybe that's what it is. I think I, I, some of these songs I kind of. Oh, if something's like just the beats wrong or the beats per minute is too high or too low and it kind of creates either a stall or a fast point on the album, I kind of tune out. But that said, if I listen to it by itself, uh, yeah, I'd love it. What did you think about it, Lee? Um, it's sort of a filler tune, but it's interesting. I could imagine Murray Head singing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like see if that. Devo were progressive rock. It's okay. Not great, but okay. Yeah, I agree with both of you. It drops a lot from the first two spectacular songs, and it goes to a, a medium song. I'm just wondering if you take the good songs off, this song might be good. <laughs> Tricky. It's, it's, a good, it's a good song, man. I, it's, it, it is has good. A great it's, rhythm. It's, it, I, it keeps the album going. It's not boring. So it's okay. Right. It's it's killer it's, filler. It's a little, yeah. It's a little bit of a, a tempo change, like from the beginning yeah. of the song to the chorus. Um, sometimes with songs that tunes me out, but not on this one. Like I said, if you know, if I was rating it one through ten, it'd still be you know a good seven and a half, eight to me so far. Okay, now we get to the next song, "Saved by Zero. What What'd you think of this one, Paul? Love it. Great song. Um, I for, it was was it in it was in a movie wasn't it is that where it got big I I lived out in the sticks so I did not have MTV um, but I remember this I remember this song taking off and I want to associate it with a movie but I can't remember what it is but uh, I, I bought... imagine it being in a movie but I don't remember what movie it would be I'm, you know it, I may be making that up to be honest <laughs> I've but, you know, but it has yeah. a movie ish thing to it is it the is it the video am i thinking maybe i'm just thinking of the movie well, well, less than zero maybe that's it board. i don't think it was in less than zero i know that soundtrack that had poison yeah bangles i, uh, I think i'm just associating no, it, it with it. that no but think... there was a video for it yeah yeah a really good video so what'd you think about it lee oh um very cool song this this works, and it's trippy, and the music is hip. It sort of has a David Bowie type of vibe. Right. Yeah. Very I can hear cool. That. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a. It's like you got out of the last four songs, you got three classic songs that the fix yeah. will always play in concert. Fucking one thing leads to another. Sign up fire. Say by zero. Those are songs they'll always play, man. Three classic yeah. songs on out of four so far. <laughs> yeah, that's and most people, most people, that's going to be if they know those, that's probably going to be it. Yeah, and uh, wow, 
Yeah. I think Are We Ourselves and freaking uh, Secret Separation. People yeah, like came along a little later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a this song rules, man. The guitar rhythm, fucking killer. This song is just classic, and the group has yeah. a killer group to it. And then we get to the um, the next song. The opinions. What do you think? What's your opinion on this song, uh, Paul? Uh, I love this song. This was um, if not if I didn't pick the other song as my uh, my second favorite. This was my runner up, and um. I just like it because it's uh, very minimal, I guess is the word, uh, musically from the beginning. And uh, just kind of dark, like it's got the uh, the dark kind of keyboard synthy thing that comes in there. And uh, this is one that I never, I will never ever skip. It's the, uh, on the vinyl, it's the last song on side one. And so it's a great, it's a great ending to the first side. So you go over and flip it over and then it starts right in. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is, out of, out of 10, this would be a nine, nine and a half for me. What'd you think about it, Lee? Uh, well, this song sounded sort of like a talking head song called Drugs. The difference is this song wasn't interesting. There was not much <laughs> happening in it. And I'd probably skip it if My I was heart. listening to only the songs I liked from this album. Oh wow! I think this okay. Is... Well, I gotta go now. See you. <laughs> I think this. Uh, is... <laughs> sorry, I'm just messing with you. I think yeah. this is a tri trippy song. So much going on in the background. Uh, it's a good deep track. I like it a lot. I like yeah. it a lot. Okay, a lot. Uh, Jim Carrey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to, <laughs> then we get to the title track of the album, "Reach the Beach." What'd you think of this one, uh, Paul? Uh, great song. Um, as far as title tracks go, usually I don't um, put too much into them. Usually, you know what I mean? Like if, you, if you've got an album by the name and you don't know the song, it's not the lead single. When you do find it, usually it's kind of a disappointment. Um, but I really I really like this one. And it's kind of out of my style, the kind of groove it's got. Like that, dun, 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 you know, it's kind of slow. But um, when you start like singing along with it, it's kind of fun and it, I don't know, but uh, the chorus is kind of hooky. So, yeah, I like it. I'd probably give it about an eight. What did you think about it, Lee? This song was, to me, total filler. The playing seems uninspired, as if they were wanting to do a better song and it didn't work. <laughs> but, and then it didn't work out. So it's not my favorite. Uh, I th think th this is another deep track on this album, like Opinions. Uh, it's a little funky, and I love the bass sound on here. Really cool cool song. It's not my favorite off here. I do agree. It's a filler track, but it's killer filler. And then we get to the next song, Changing. And Lee, you picked this track. So here's uh, Changing on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> by fools in a world of their own Pushing aside all the signs that inspire Avoiding the art to create a new issue 
I like this song. It's quirky, and I can understand it not being a hit, but I'd listen to it again. It has a cool groove, and I give it thumbs up. What do you think about it, Paul? I like it, too, uh, mostly for that groove that Lee talked about. Um, it's just kind of got a, I don't know, what it is um some of the lyrics to it like uh the part where he says uh what's for this and this what for you know some of that i'm kind of like okay was that just thrown in there to to fill a line but uh, it's not my favorite on the album but i still like it and it's not a uh, it's not one that i would skip um it's kind of neutral to me it's not it's not one of the better songs on the album to me but definitely not the worst by a long shot i think it's a pretty cool track it's it's got killer uh, keyboards, and their keyboards on this album are pretty minimalistic, too. It's not overbearing. Yeah, and right. I, we haven't said that yet. It's like in the 80s, it's like keyboards like Europe, 
you know, the final countdown <laughs> shit, you know, that yeah. was forced on them and they're a fucking uh-huh. killer band. Yeah. Uh, but fuck, <laughs> this is like, it's a cool track. I like it. <laughs> and then we yep. get to the uh, next one. Is it liner or liner or what is it? Liner. Liner. What do you yeah. think about it, Paul? <laughs> Liner's okay. Okay, so these, um, out of the next three here, two of them are my least favorite on the albums, and this is one of them. Uh, it, it's not a terrible song, but it's, I don't, it, it's just kind of um, boring to me, I guess, to be harsh about it is, uh, like when it just, when it starts, it's kind of lazy, you know, and then you're trying to figure out what he's talking about. Like, are you talking about an ocean liner? Are you talking, I mean, what's going on? And I read the lyrics, because the lyrics are printed on the back of the album sleeve. Um, so I always read them, you know, even as a kid, you get a, that's what I love about physical media. You can hold it in your hands while it's playing read along you know even like hey who did the art on the cover and so i'm reading along with this and it's like is this just a a song about uh riding on a boat so i kind of tuned out and uh nothing's changed in my opinion for the last what close to 30 years (laughs) so what do you think about it lee this is an interesting tune because it started as a kind of filler tune but then became more of an interesting funk rocker and developed as it went along. For a deep cut, it's okie dokie by me. <laughs> well, everything, all right. everything, I, I agree with Lee's opinion about it. It was like, oh, this is not really... And then all of a sudden it just builds up. It gets funky. Yeah, it's a great song, man. Um, I think it's good. It's not the best on here. You know, you got three perfect songs and then the rest are like it's it can't live up to the hype i think until you yeah get it's song. it's a it's a pretty front-loaded album as yeah, far as should, you know, the heavy hitters up front. some of the stuff on the other side maybe it would have balanced it out more yeah <laughs> so um yeah, that's what i think about that and we get to track number nine privilege what you think about this one paul uh this is my least favorite track on the album and I, I I hate the way it starts. Uh, if if I could delete a song off of here, um, it would probably be this one. But I think it might mess up the flow between. I don't know. As you come to the end of the album, uh, if you didn't have this song "Privilege" in there, I think it would make a difference. So it it serves a purpose. But if if I leave it without skipping it, I'm doing other things, distracted. Um, but I don't like songs that um, have a lot of. I think I don't know what it's called. Maybe staccato, where it's like. I don't know. It's like almost like he's rapping at the beginning, uh, where he's like, uh-huh. "So correct me if I'm wrong." Though a day is 24 hours long, I don't like that. That tunes me out immediately, and then it's like a super long song. <laughs> so of like, a, I'll just kind of turn it down or go do something else. But uh, not my favorite at all. Another one that's kind of neutral. This is my least favorite out, uh, song on the album. What did you think about it, Lee? Oh, um, I don't dislike this song, but it seems undeveloped. To me, I would have liked to hear an instrumental passage so it wasn't mostly the vocals and rhythm track. So it was a total filler song, but I didn't dislike it. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I think this is a filler song and it's not the best song on the album. <laughs> That's what I put. Yeah. The rhythm is okay. It's... It's just rightfully buried on the back. Yeah. <laughs> it changes up with the little bass, but then it just goes back to blog. And, um, yeah. 
And then we get to the uh, last song, Outside, which you picked, Paul. So here's Outside yeah. by The Fix on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Outside by The Fix. Why did you pick this track, Paul? I love this song. Uh, I've always been kind of uh, interested in album openers and closers. And so those two I will always pay attention to. Um, even when, you know, like back in the day before you would buy an album, you're holding it in your hands. I would read, you know, the first, you know, all the track listing and see, okay, uh, have I heard of any of these songs that are, you know, not on the radio right now? And so I would pay attention to openers and closers because openers are supposed to grab your attention. Closers are supposed to leave you wanting more for the next album, okay? So after, and it may have something to do with privilege that I did not like it, but back in the day, you know, if once you're hearing a song for the first time, you don't really skip it halfway through. You give it a few chances. And so when it would go from that, and I'd kind of be like on a, on a little bit of a low for the album, like, ah, I don't really care for that song. When this one started, it's just, it's another one of those, it's kind of like opinions where it's, um, it's kind of musically minimal from the beginning. And it's just like a, that guitar is great and some drums. And he's just, you know, you know, outside, I stretch the mind that hides within. And, you know, you try to get kind of deep on the on the lyrics as an eight-year-old in, in rural Oklahoma. So I was reading that. But um, I just love the way it, it stays consistent all the way through. And then when it fades out, you know, it's just like, okay, the album's over. That was a good ending. Let's wait for the next one to come out. So I, I love this. This is my – this would probably be tied for a second. Uh, for me with opinions but it edged it out um, just because of the how kind of minimal it was and that's always appealed to me what'd you think about it Lee well if Paul hadn't uh, picked this as one of his tracks this was the track that I would have picked in fact both of the tracks that Paul picked were the tracks that I would have picked right on so Kudos. But anyway, this is a great deep cut that I doubt anybody knows about, but right. it's fantastic. The music is somewhat in the electronic genre, and the guitars are insanely good. Yeah, this especially on that outro. Perfect song yeah. to hear at night. I really love it. Yeah, it's one of the best on here. In the beginning, it kind of sounds like Led Zeppelin when the levy levy breaks, I like, but not as strong as a Bonham. Huh? You hear right. this? You know, it sounds like I thought they were gonna start doing fucking yeah. levy breaks, but this is a fucking great song. The rhythm guitar is so good. <laughs> this guitar player does not really play leads. He plays background noise, like uh, freaking rhythm and some other shit. Mm -hmm. It's really creative, and it, and it's like, you know, you listen to rock, and it's like, meow, 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 you know, all the fucking guitar players going on. <laughs> but then you get this, and a guitar player like Johnny Marr, the Smiths, he's not really out front. He just adds right. to the atmosphere of the music, and this is what this guitar mm -hmm. player does on this whole album. He's fucking rules. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, what, he's not it, flashy, but man, good. Eddie Van Halen was known for his flash, but fuck, he played more, a lot killer rhythm than he did leads. Same thing with fucking uh, Malcolm Young of ACDC, man. Great, and right. freaking James Hatfield from Metallica. Great rhythm yeah. guitar players. Yeah. yeah. It's a great well, song. It's like, uh, it's like Guns N' Roses. Izzy was my favorite guitarist. Yeah, man. If he went back to the band, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they make that happen? Uh, yeah. I'll see what I can get done. <laughs> well, Izzy, well, <laughs> they lost their balls when he left. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I got I saw them on that '92 tour with uh, Faith No More and uh, Guns N' Roses, but Izzy wasn't with them when I saw them. Yeah. So oh. I, it was somewhere somewhere right after his departure. Um, but I I never got to see him with Guns N' Roses. That was the only time I saw GNR also. Yeah, I saw oh. them twice, and they blew they blew chunks both times. I saw oh, them, yeah. I saw them opening for the Rolling Stones with the Living Color over here at the Coliseum. Oh wow! And then I saw them with the Metallica tour, and uh, yeah, luckily Metallica opened that day because uh, Guns N' Roses were fucking fighting like little bitches on the stage, and we left in the middle of their set because they were so out of tune. Axel was being a bitch, fucking <laughs> Slash was turning oh. up his amp. It was like fucking a huge mess. I hated that show. We <laughs> left and went home and got stoned. Yeah, we had more fun getting better stoned and watching them. So I've never seen a good Guns N' Roses show. I think they owe me tickets since they're good yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuckers. <laughs> okay, so we ended the the album. That was uh, the fix. Reach for the beach. And do you have anything to plug? Do you have any podcast or Facebook pages or anything? Any podcasts uh, you like? I, I do not. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I love this one. Uh, of course, you know, the I, I listen to very select few these days. I used to have a job where I was inside, you know, for 12 hours a day. So I would just strap on the headphones and listen to, you know, 10 podcasts a day or, you know, two Joe Rogan podcasts because those go on forever. Uh, but since I, I don't have that work environment anymore, I, I, you know, I have to go. I deliberately listen to them. You know, I listen to this one. I listen to, you know, of course, Decibel Geek. I listen to Talk To Me. Sometimes I listen to that, the old Rock and Metal Combat podcast, uh, depending on uh, what was on there. Um, but usually, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty much it. Anytime, you know, a friend of mine or something has a new um, endeavor they've got with a podcast or whatever, I'll give it a give it a listen. You know, if it's interesting, it keeps my attention. Then I'm I'm pretty loyal. So. But I don't have one of my own. I, I, like I said, maybe I'll uh, take this one over from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee's going to go. Uh, Paul, you're there for the Bon Jovi episodes? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of her. Who is that? No way. <laughs> he agrees with you, Lee. So. <laughs> I, I have plenty of albums that I could suggest that we do that Paul would probably be into. And Mark would probably hang up the phone and get angry. Yeah. That'd oh, my be, God. That'd just be a wait, moment in podcast history right there. Just wait for the episode to come out, the United States of America. Um, 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 one of the guys did another album. <laughs> um, if if um, you pick something that I don't really want you to pick... I might say thank you with with that episode. <laughs> this is podcast warfare right here. <laughs> hey man, I ain't playing to play. I'm staying I neutral. I'm, I'm gonna be like bug. Switzerland, just stay neutral over here. Oh my god, I pick things that I like. I don't pick things to go. I'm gonna piss Lee off to this week. <laughs> you pick things to just to get a rise out of me and to see. To see well, if I actually I like it. the rise out of you, so that's why I pick it because I like it. Of course you do. And 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 I want to teach you a lesson. Just because you like it doesn't mean it's good. Hey, you that's sent a, me. That's you, a harsh truth, right there. He sent me albums that he thought I wasn't gonna like it, and I liked it. He goes, 
I misjudged you. Everything I said in the past is gone. And then the next week I'll pick something he hates. He goes, no, I go back on what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm schizo. You're back he on the shit list. can't believe anything I say. <laughs> All right, man. Oops. Oops. Oh, no, I, I'm wrong. You can, you can believe me. Most everything I say, but not everything. Oops. <laughs> All right. And it, uh, <laughs> we digress. And then we get to the tracks of the week. And Paul, you picked a great band uh, that, that gets a lot of shit for I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Candlebox 10,000 Horses, man. That's a great song. I love yeah, it. I love it. Dude, I love his. I have his uh, solo uh, group, Kevin Martin. Oh, yeah. High Watts. It's so fucking Yeah, yeah. That album. Yeah, yeah, I've got that and uh, the Gracious Few and then some other stuff, uh, other side projects he's in. But yeah, man, fantastic. I saw him. Let me. Do I got a minute to talk yeah, about Candlebox here? Okay. So in uh, ninety, let's see, ninety four, I was going to see Metallica, uh, Allison Chains, Suicidal Tendencies. Okay. So we go up. We had him at the, uh, the Oklahoma City Zoo area. There's a big like a uh, a fairgrounds, whatever. Uh, we saw him up there. Well, Allison Chains was like one of my favorite bands, still is. And on the way to the concert, you know, we didn't have internet back then. So on the way to the concert, uh, on the radio, we're listening. They're saying, oh, yeah, Allison Chains uh, won't be appearing. And I was like, what? And it was one of them times, you know, like when Lane was in rehab or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they said, yeah, Candlebox will be filling in. And we were all on the way up there in a in an old Ford Bronco. We're like, Candlebox? Fuck Candlebox. God, you know, I want to see Allison Chains. Well, we get there, <clears throat> excuse me, and Candlebox was the first to come out, and you know people are like booing them, and I was just, you know, I was kind of mad. I was what 19, angry, you know, because I'm not gonna get to see my favorite band, but they came out and just destroyed. I mean, they were fantastic, and I was with wow. a good, yeah, I was with a good friend of mine uh, named Brian Jacob, and uh, turned to him, and we were just, you couldn't talk, you know, because it's so loud, but we were just nodding at each other, like, man, these fuckers are good, and so as soon as we left that show um like the next day or two i went and bought the album and kind of lost track of them after um you know happy pills or lucy whichever that album was but then got back into them started listening to that 93 album and then just went through the whole discography and man they're, they're one of the most underrated bands there is and most people that have an issue with them maybe saw them one time and they were a bad show and they wrote them off completely uh but man it's, it's a fantastic band with a lot of great songs that nobody even knows about yeah, man, the fucking well, the guitar player and the way the band brings it down in the middle of the song, you know, just yeah. like the bass line, just, and he's like, he's like, and then he starts going, wow, it's like, yeah. fuck it, and, and they build that shit up, and it yes, just and explodes I, from them, man. Yeah, I saw him, uh, the, they were the last concert I saw before, you know, the great COVID desperation of 2019, but, uh, or 2020. But I saw them February, right before everything kind of went to shit with the whole coronavirus. But man, he—I've seen them. Uh, they're tied with Def Leppard for the people for the band that I've seen the most in concert with seven times. And every show, he just kills it, no matter what venue, how big, how small. He sounds fantastic. Wow. Yeah. He's a fucking great fucking vocalist, man. Yeah, for sure. Oh my. God. I'll have to listen to more Cannibal. Oh my God! Lee, yeah, it's Lee, they listen. go funky, they go hard rock, they go mm -hmm. metal. Uh, they got songs that sound like Kiss. 
Yeah. Like that, um, that Supernova, it sounds like, well, it's not good Kiss. I don't know uh-huh. if there is any good Kiss. I'm not a big Kiss fan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they've got a song. I think it's I think it's Supernova, and it starts out, and you'd swear it's I Was Made For Loving You, but then it goes into okay. you know, a different way. But just there's there's certain tracks, man, that, I mean, re- very, very solid catalog. Yeah, and they, 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 start, on. they start off like a song slower. They start it fast, and then... They just have that killer break and bridge. It's like, fuck, mm-hmm. and then they just start rocking with a fucking fast solo, man. The fucking that guitar yeah. player, man, just rules. All right, yeah. well, let's get off Cannabox because we haven't done a review of them yet. <laughs> Ruin it for people. Hey, they, you know, I'm here for that. If you them. want to do some Cannabox, well, we could do that later. All right, and then uh, I get to my track of the week, which is a band uh, Brian Davis from Damn Good Movie Memories and that Metal Station. With the bad beat on Wednesday nights and a uh, uh, whole month of co-hosts that just finished last week. Uh, Brian Davis, man. Love you, brother. And he turned me on to a group called Lion Salt from Canada. called A song called Reckless. It's fucking awesome. I need to get mm. them. They're, uh, they have a female lead singer, Lee. I sent you the video. See if you liked it. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, uh, I'll check it out, too. And then, uh, Lee, you have John Isley. Yeah. I said his name right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I don't want to hear about it later. You know, I don't want to hear about it later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> John Isley's High Stakes. And then we end it with He Lee's... was from the group Dire Straits. Oh, yeah. he's, he's the bass player, right? Yeah. Yep. I know him. I need to listen to it. I like Dire. I love Dire Straits. Yeah. Yeah. Except that last, I saw them on the last tour on every street, and they were horrible. Oh, <laughs> I remember from them from the, uh, the MTV concert for the fucking Brothers in Arms. That was a yeah. good show. Was yeah. was this album? Was the one that you did when they did that album? That was, I, I forget the name of it, but there was a song kind of like called "The Bug" or something. I think so. And they had the song "Calling Elvis" on it. No calling Elvis. Is anyone? Well, well, was I like that song though. Albums. It was the last album they ever made. Yeah, it was like and, in, and then was it ninety ninety one. Did they kind of sound like even Glenn Campbell could be more punk rock than them? <laughs> yes, they were so boring. They just stood there, and I go, wow. I seen them on MTV on fucking Live Brothers in Arms concert, and it was freaking awesome. They're, yeah, they were moving around. Mark Knopfler just stood there like Neil Young with a freaking harmonica and an acoustic guitar connected to him. Didn't do shit. It would be like if if you saw um, Ace Frehley, um, in the studio doing "Shock Me" and he played on his back, but then he played on his back for the whole show, <laughs> and the only thing he sang was. <laughs> they went, I might be into that. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He was like, Mark Knopfler fucking rules. You go, what the fuck? I spent money for this shit. And then people have seen him solo and said he was so good. I haven't got to see him solo. But that was when they were breaking up. So maybe they were just pissed off at each other, like docking yeah. on fucking uh, back for the attack when I saw them open it, for Aerosmith. Yeah. Fucking George Lynch was turning up his amp and fucking. Don was throwing a microphone at his ass, arguing yeah. on stage because he can't hear himself sing. Fucking! It could have been, been one of those. Uh, what is that? Those big fuck yous to the record company. Like, hey, we want to have our contract. Here's our, 
Here's our uh, last concert we're gonna do, but we're not gonna be happy about it. Well, that's when they were breaking uh, up. Yeah. That's when they were breaking up, dude. Back for the yeah. attack, and then fucking I saw Dawkins on the race the slate at a fucking house of blues, and they killed it. So fans could have bad concerts, man. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, George wasn't there on that one. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, I saw him like in two thousand two, two thousand three, when they toured with uh, Warrant and Rat and uh, who else? Uh, Firehouse, you know, the great, great hard metal band Firehouse. I like uh, Firehouse, man. <laughs> I like them okay. I they don't got, remember they, any of those songs. They got though. killer fucking lyrics, you know. Bye they, bye, baby, baby, bye bye, bye bye. She wrote yeah. me a letter. You know. Yeah. I'll have to try and listen to their albums again to see if I remember anything they did. <laughs> Well, if you have stomach problems, don't blame me. <laughs> yeah. I finally found the love of a lifetime. That was the big sappy okay, one they had. Okay, okay, that song was horrible. Yeah. But, but they have other songs that just groove, dude. It's like kind of like Extreme, but Extreme had a better singer. Uh, yeah. Fucking. Oh. Yeah. And see, I like very, very few select Extreme songs, but I had, you know, I've, I tried to go into it. If I give anybody a chance, I do the whole discography from start to finish. And if it doesn't grab me right off, then I'm like, okay, you know, I lost, you know, four or five hours listening to this, but I don't have I to listen like to it. I like porn graffiti. Yeah. Listen to uh, Waiting for the Punchline, dude. That album is fucking. I like porn graffiti. I think uh, that's the best. They have a song where Gary Sharon is screaming, There is no God. It's like fucking. Again, and it has a groove and a funk to it. That album. I know, no. Listen yeah. to Pornography. Oh, Pornography is an outstanding record, man. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That, that one's better. Um, um, I, uh, but don't, the, don't their, take and their last, uh, their last album, Saudis to Rock, you know, they had a line in their song called King of the Ladies. If I knew oh, back. I, 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 don't, don't. Uh, it said, if I knew I, back I, then I, what I, I know music. right now, you know, I'll I've be the king the of the ladies. Come on, isn't that lyric true if you're back? <laughs> if you knew what you knew right now and you were a teenager, you would use that information and become like a millionaire or something. You know? Oh, I, 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 right now you're sounding like, like I'm on drugs. I can't understand. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's get to the least track, Story Plot, which is basically an instrumental. Pretty damn good. Um, it, it, no. No, but 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 um, <laughs> but but I'll let you say that. Well, most of it's instrumental. You do sing some, but you mostly have instrumental parts. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you write the story plot about? What was the plot? It, it was a poem. It poem? was about a lady and a guy, and she shakes his hand and. Well, no, no. I'm sorry. It, it was it was another thing. It was... I think it was like... No... It was meant to be called No Reply or something where he gives her a poem and she won't reply. I forget. All right, man. But, but either that or she shakes his hand and won't let go. And then she says <laughs> it's a part of the story plot. Either that... Either that, or it's about a guy who asks someone out, and she won't reply. I forget which it was, but right. it's one of those. All right, sounds huh. cool, man. I gave you three thumbs up on it on all the on the YouTube pages. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of YouTube, we have YouTube pages that we do a video once a week. Also, we just talk about anything. 
the Freeform Rock podcast on YouTube. Check us out on there. Like, subscribe, leave us nasty comments. I don't care as long as you watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You could even put thumbs down, thumbs up. We don't care just as long as we know somebody's out there. Um, yeah. And also check out the podcast on uh, Podbean and uh, give us a five-star review on uh, iTunes. I haven't bugged about that in a while, but this won't come out yeah. for another five weeks yeah. anyways. So um, <laughs> here's our tracks of the week again. I'd like to say thank you, Paul Corn, for coming on here. Man, we'll have you on again for that other Thank episode. you so much, buddy. Yeah, that was I, fun, I, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a really good time. Appreciate it. Yeah, the, um, so we have uh, Paul's uh, track, 10,000 Horses Candlebox, uh, me, Lion Salt Reckless, and Lee's John Isley. Right on. Yeah, hi, everybody, and goodbye. <laughs> hey, appreciate it, guys. High stakes from Dire Straits, and the least track of the week is Story Plot. And until next week, you know what to do, Lee. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, Paul. All right. Later.
if it was a normal introduction between two strangers on the subway. When he tried to pull free, after what seemed like a full minute, she secured her grip tighter, continuing with a how do you do? He was wriggling frantically, she was laughing entertained, amused by how silly he acted as if he rejected her beauty. Would he go home and visit family? Was he on his way to work? She would find out soon enough as she accompanied him all day. Suddenly, after she asked him a question, thanked him, extended her hand, and took his like a trinket. A few hours later, he asked, When will you finally stop? She shrugged and explained. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.